0: This is episode 13 with Magi Bashir. Welcome to the Manifest Miracle Show with me, Meg Sylvester. This is a podcast all about spirituality, mindfulness, and our connection to the deeper world realm. Tune in to hear stories all about people who have turned the ordinary into the extraordinary, gain insight and inspiration to help you live a life that feels divinely guided and on purpose. So come with me. And let's manifest miracles. Maggie, also known as Astro Magi on
1: Instagram and all other social media platforms, is a very talented astrologist, tarot card reader, and Reiki master. In this episode, we're going into a lightning round on the best attributes of each sign, which is really fun. We also talk about different ways that you can work with the energy of the moon. So like what to do on the full moon, what to do on a new moon, what to do on a waxing and waning moon is super helpful advice. We go into what not to do, what to do when it comes to Mercury and Venus retrogrades, super helpful. Maggie also shares with us some herbs to use when we want to call in more abundance or even intimacy into our lives and we get a really big laugh out of this so listen tune in this is a super informative episode one that you're going to be able to integrate a lot of the wisdom that Maggie shared in the episode into your daily life, and you're going to see results from implementing and integrating what she shared with us today. So be sure to tune in. Now, more about Maggie. Maggie is an astrologer, Reiki healer, and tarot reader residing in New Jersey. She's also an executive producer in the digital production space, specializing in servicing pharma clients she's a huge lover of animals and equestrian in training and has volunteered with many rescues she has two adorable fur babies of her own one which is a pit bull who was saved from euthanasia magi is of mixed ethnicity lebanese turkish and armenian with a dash of italian and was born in war-torn beirut lebanon and migrated to the u.s at five years of age with her immediate family Maggie is musically inclined, thanks to being raised by many talented musicians, some that were well known in their respective countries. I can't wait for you guys to listen. You're going to learn so much. I know I did. See you on the other side. All right, Maggie, welcome so much to Manifest Miracles. I'm so happy that you're here. How are you?
2: I'm good, and thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> I am, I'm so excited about this because I've been following you for a really long time. And actually the way that we were connected is a mutual friend of ours connected me to you when I was looking for someone to interpret this really significant dream that I had. Right. And... And we emailed back and forth and you interpreted it so beautiful and it was so supportive. And um, I don't know if you remember, but I did not put two and two together until like, I don't know, two years later (laughs) that after following you for so long, and then I was like, wait a second, that was you.
2: (laughs) I remember that you sent me like the thing I, I did think because I remember seeing your page and like how beautiful and how flowy it was and like how you were coming into your own and doing all these things. And I was like, wait, is that the same Meg that sent me that dream? Because her dreams are manifesting. Like this is exactly <laughs> what that was. You know what I mean? Like she's doing it. She's you know she's she's be doing her own thing and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. But yeah, you validated that for me because I was meaning to ask you and then literally you sent that over to me. Like, do you remember this? And I was like, yeah, it's totally. <laughs> over.
1: So cool. So cool how that works. And I've loved following you. I mean I mean, I've gotten so much insight just into, you know, my personal development and self actualization from the astrological insights that you share. So thank you for doing what you do. And I also love that you do it in a way that is like funny and empowering. And, you know, you're not just like way up, you know, speaking at people. You're like, on the ground with us sharing your story and so i just appreciate everything that you do so thank you for for being here thank with me.
2: you okay. thank you so much i appreciate that
1: okay so i love starting out every episode asking my guests the same question and the answers are always radically different tell tell us about one of the coolest things that you've ever manifested
2: oh my goodness one of the coolest things that i've ever manifested wow this is like one that would make me really think I think um
1: I used to ask what's the coolest thing and that was just way too much pressure so
2: I'll tell you (laughs) I'll tell you a really cool story so basically um I, a couple of years ago, posted a picture on my vision board, uh, with this like beautiful Caribbean kind of, um, you know, scenery. And I had never been to Dominican Republic before. And I was like, oh my God, this picture is so beautiful. And I want to go somewhere that looks just like that. And I want to get to DR at some point, whatever, whatever. All of a sudden, (laughs) um, me and my friends book a trip to DR, right. And as I walk out to the beach, it's the same exact picture that I had on my vision board and I actually posted about this I'll have to find it and send it to you but it was literally identical (laughs) there was no difference basically so I would say like that's probably the coolest thing that I've ever manifested there was also another Uh one that's a little more spicy where I had a picture on my vision board of um of a couple like embracing and kissing in the elevator and I remember my ex-boyfriend came to give me uh like an energy drink one of the nights that I had to work really late you know at at, Uh uh, my advertising job and um he just walked in and like plants one on me and hands me like this this drink and i was like i had this on my vision board this is insane so those are like two really cool uh you know manifestation so cool. things. yeah
1: i love that i feel like with travel i did the same thing with costa rica but it wasn't necessarily an image it was just i got fixated fixated in a good way on costa rica and for a year it just came to my mind all the time. And then the next year I was there five times in one year. <laughs> oh my goodness. Pure um, RV though. <laughs> mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Okay. I thought it would be fun if we did like a little fire, fire round, um, just going through the best attributes of each sun sign. And I selfishly want to do this because I'm a Gemini and I feel like so many like Astro accounts just shit on Gemini's and <laughs> we're really great. Okay. <laughs> My brothers and Gemini. Um, I can
2: attest to that. I love you guys. So.
1: And uh, yeah, I bet he's, <laughs> he's amazing and wonderful and witty and charismatic. <laughs> well,
2: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that was what you just said was one of the words I used, which was witty for Gemini, but we'll go
1: down like okay. every- everybody. I right. use
2: like two words. I'll use two words for each sign. So. Starting okay, off
1: with- are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay, let's start with,
2: you want to start with Aries? Yes, so Aries, okay. uh, pioneering and passionate are the mm, two words love for it.
1: Aries, yeah. Okay, Taurus.
2: Taurus, steady and sensual. Gemini. Witty, multitask oriented.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cancer. Protective and nurturing. Hmm.
2: Leo. Creative and regal and loyal. Sorry, creative creative and loyal. I mean, regal is true too for the sign of the line, but I would say loyal above uh, regal.
1: And that's you, that's right?
2: Me. You're a Leo. I'm a Leo, yes.
1: All right. Okay, Virgo. Organized and practical. Libra.
2: Easygoing and loving. Scorpio. Magnetic and determined.
1: Sad. Adven-
2: Sagitar- <laughs> adventurous and fun.
1: My husband's a Sagittarius, can totally attest to that. Yes, um, perfect match, that's a great match. Yes, we're, match. we're a good match. Uh-huh, we have a lot of fun. Okay, Capricorn.
2: Disciplined and cautious.
1: Aquarius.
2: Intelligent and unique. Pisces. Imaginative and compassionate.
1: Hmm, yay, okay, so everybody, after you listen to this, tag me and Maggie and let us know how you feel about this. <laughs> I think those are pretty good, pretty good, okay. <laughs> Um, all right. What, what led you to astrology?
2: So it's so funny because when I was younger, I still like, like I'm talking about like 10 years old I used to kind of just like go to the um you know either a magazine or a newspaper and I would like read for Leo you know and then as I even like year after year as I got older I was just kind of like all right like sometimes these are kind of accurate with how I feel and sometimes Uh they're absolutely not accurate with how I feel like I don't understand Uh whatever so um I started to pick up some books you know and the first thing that led me also to astrology zone which was Susan Miller's um website she had like a message board on there and a bunch of people that knew a lot about astrology so I started to like dive into it and what I realized was you're so much more than your sun sign you know mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. like so much yes. more yeah yeah like sign is just like such a small piece of the puzzle so I was like oh my goodness this is crazy and then I happened to meet somebody named Cynthia Singleton when I was in like my early 20s and she's like this like astrology guru slash she wrote like like the soul companion um like soulmate things like that and she became like a mentor to me and she actually was one of the the main astrologers under Susan Miller um so basically I started to learn a lot from her and then I started I took a, a course by Susan and I still have like all the printouts and stuff like that and it really led me to understand like deeply about what astrology is. And after reading book after book, I started to uh, practice on my friends. So, then when I started to practice on my friends, you know, like I really started to learn the ins and outs of how to read a chart and I started to learn about myself more. So, sometimes when you read things, you think like, oh, this is limiting. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. When you really see like the full, you know, imprint of your life, you realize that this is your individual map, you know, and like, of course, you have free will to decide what you want to decide and and do what you want to do. But there are some things I feel that are almost like written, like you're meant to do stuff, like certain things that are great. You're meant to experience certain emotions, you're meant, you know, and they're all like, all the planets are like a catalyst to help you to kind of grow, you know, and, and grow your soul throughout like your entire journey. So it
0: was pretty cool.
1: I love it. So, so empowering. I feel like when we really understand astrology, um, it's so empowering and We all have toxic traits, we all have shadow sides, and that's okay. Nobody, unless you're like Jesus, um, comes to this world like with only light and and only love. We all have shadow traits to 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 work with, right? And that's that is okay, but I feel like sometimes when people really only look at their sun sign it's almost like fatalistic or you know prophetic like oh well this is what you know the shitty things about gemini so i guess that's just me right it's almost disempowering because we're like well that's just that's just the cards i were dealt i was dealt but astrology when we know the full picture it can really serve and support and empower us and like you said put the whole picture together absolutely
2: Absolutely. I love
1: that. That's what brought you to it. Um, So something else that, that I really love about astrology is working with the energy of the moon. Mm -hmm. And I always laugh because (laughs) not anytime, there's a ton of um, people, brands doing work around the moon. And I swear like every single Caption reads like the full moon calls us to release what's no longer serving us. That's hundred percent right. <laughs> and, and to the fullest, you know, expression of ourselves. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's great. But I swear the moon is calling us to do more things than just release what is no longer serving us. So, um, so I'd love to hear your take on how we can work more intentionally. With the energy of the moon. So like full moons, what type of, you know, ceremonies or activities should be we, we be doing in comparison to a new moon or waxing or waning? Right. Love to hear your wisdom on that.
2: Absolutely. Well, I mean, first of all, what I would like to definitely say is super important is to have like a moon app, such as like iLuna or some other app that you can use prior to any rituals, because they're really, a lot of things are dependent. Like, so today, right, there's a void So a lot of people are feeling as if they want to maybe clean clutter, throw things out, you know, relax, like maybe do a little yoga, do a little workout, something like that. But it's not a time to kind of plant seeds and manifest, you know, so voids are usually like those few hours when one sign, uh, one moon sign is turning into another. So basically the moon today, I believe is in Sagittarius, it's going to be void. And then tomorrow it'll move into Capricorn. So there's that little bit of time you know, the in-between. So it's really important to note that when you're doing any kind of work that you never want to do it during a void because not a lot gets accomplished. So
1: could that, like, I've been feeling super tired today and yesterday. Is that, is that why? Yeah,
2: I think today, today more more than anything could be one of more of the reasons and voids is almost like, you know, when you have a, a, a drive to get something done, you don't mm-hmm. have that during void moons. It's almost like, all right, yes, let me throw this out, <laughs> like whatever, you know, I gotta do just the bare minimum to make it happen because I don't feel right today. You know, one of those. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, sometimes totally. it could be like an hour, sometimes it could be two hours. Today it happened to be like six hours or something like that. But mm-hmm, that's very important okay. to know. First of all, it's about the void moons periods. And I wouldn't like sign documents, you know, marriage licenses, things like that during a void or get surgery or any of that. Okay. And the next okay. thing I'd wanna say is like um, I like to banish attributes that I deem negative, like during the waning moon, like waning moons are really the most, the most powerful times to release anything. It could be releasing, like mm. say people like to smoke cigarettes and it's like not a good good thing to do. Right. So you may want to banish that habit during a waning moon. You may want to kind of like take mm. that away, you know? And then when it comes to full moons, it's almost like realizations of those goals. It's almost like, I remember, um, seeing uh, i think danielle one time put like this 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 bullseye kind of thing and it's kind of like okay write like uh, everything around all the circles until you get to the middle and what is your main goal it's almost like getting to the goal you know what i mean like about that entire um cycle you know like you may kind of be planting seeds all along but then when you get to that full moon like are you able to really truly you know get to where you want to go
1: as much as so, full moons are good for like manifestation well, and like culminate. beaming up more, what we want. It's more culmination,
2: I would say. Manifestation okay. to me is probably more waxing and more okay. new moonish, but I feel like the full moon is more like just that culmination that ending that powerful and it's not, not only endings to release what we what doesn't serve us, it is definitely an attribute of the full moon, no matter how we phrase it, it really is good to release, you know, like taking that okay. like salt bath, you know, and just kind of getting rid of mm-hmm. everything, you know, like kind of it's fresh slates. We want fresh slates. So we're gonna we're gonna release everything. But um, that making that that, ne- that grand step to end everything to kind of finish it like finish the project mm-hmm. complete what you mm-hmm. left undone you know what I mean if there's mm-hmm. a conversation that needs to be had have the conversation wrap it up wrap it up yeah. you know what I mean like that's uh-huh. kind of like where mm-hmm. I see the full moon so and it's the like the moon. end
1: of a cycle yes
2: the end of a cycle okay. is probably the best way to okay. to describe it and then definitely during the um the waxing moon is such a beautiful time to kind of like just get things going it's like when like that orange is getting super pl- You know, it's like ready, Mm -hmm. you know, to be, to to be picked and right. And the new moon, of course, like I love to like welcome in the new full moon. Sometimes I like to burn things like, you know, sometimes like if you're writing a document, you know, and there's maybe like, there's some emotions that you have inside that you kind of like have it worked through hundred percent, like just writing that down on a piece of paper and then burning it during the full moon is nice to do, you know? So you can end that cycle. You could just end it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when it Mm -hmm. comes to like the new moons, like I just love like cleaning my house and like, just like, sometimes I'll sprinkle like holy water on the. The corners or florida water and then just kind of like mm-hmm. take a nice bath and like just visualize how I want to feel you know just have like a lot of aromatherapy some calming meditation or something just to kind of get into that space of happiness and like being welcoming to like any abundance that I want to to mm-hmm. manifest in so that's kind of like so the I, new moon
1: just, the new moon is kind of like our blank canvas yes, right and we're, yes. we're bringing in we're bringing in all the things that feel really good to us is that, I, yes. is that accurate accurate 100%
2: okay. accurate yeah Okay. So that's how I like to work with that
1: sweet awesome so on full moons if we were going to do like our own ceremony you know our, our, our own ritual on a full moon is that a time to write like a gratitude list or is that the time to write you know what you're ready to release um you know what
2: I think if that we were
1: plan our own full moon ceremony.
2: I think that it's it it would be a wonderful time to write down what we want to release, what we want to okay. complete, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I've had this this book sitting there for six months, and like. I want to complete this, you know, like the last chapter, I want to put like the, you know, I want to put like that period and say, it's over, it's done, we did it, you know, <laughs> like, that's kind of like how the energy of that full moon, um, of course, releasing as well, we can release like, you know, negative energy, um, you know, maybe we feel a little down maybe we feel like there's, there's been something that's bothering us, like just journaling about that, you know, I, you know, I want to only have, you know, the utmost um, kind words to say to myself. So how do I release this, you know, self-limiting belief that I have, you know, why am I getting triggered by this? You know, like just kind of doing a little bit of that work is really nice because Mm -hmm. you can really like just say, okay, I release this now. Like this is, this is, this is going to you know, leave me and I'm going to welcome the new after I release Type of thing, you know. It's
1: beautiful. And like, how lucky for us that we have so many cycles, so many opportunities throughout the year to examine, to self-reflect, to plant the seeds, to, um, you know, slash and burn essentially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, when we work with the energy, it's so much more than like, set a new year's resolution and then you have the rest of the year i mean it's it's constant and it's continuous and nothing is ever stagnant yeah Um, and of course we've we've always got that
2: absolutely Mm -hmm. and even like the astrological new year is coming up with the spring equinox you know so this is actually the most powerful time to set intentions like new year's eve is great you know, but really, it's just
1: kind of a day on the calendar. Yeah,
2: totally. But like, really, like the beginning of airy season, you know what I mean? Like that spring equinox, where like, you know, it's like the Empress energy, like the, the, that, 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 that. Mm-hmm. Fertile kind of energy, you know, like, it's like, what are we going to plant the seeds for? So we could see it manifest. And like, this is the best Mm -hmm. time. So usually it's like a good time to kind of get like brand new, you know, um, magazines, get those vision boards started, you know, put down all of the um, goals that you have for the year. And then every like new and full moon, as I would say not every, if there is like retrogrades going on, you could probably revise it a little bit, but, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of like go back and like, really just get into the emotions, you know, that you had when you first started the, those um, vision boards. It's kind of yeah, like, like
1: tune into yeah. your why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is it mm-hmm. still, is it still okay. relevant? Right. Right. Is it still so relevant or have you shift shifted and you know, which, which is fine and growth mm-hmm. is great. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Cause sometimes if we're like grasping onto a goal, We may not realize that perhaps we've outgrown it and you know maybe we can go bigger or or not even feel like we have to go at all maybe we can sit still and things will be fine exactly exactly um okay so you just you said a you said a buzzword well not a buzzword but a buzzword which is retrograde Mm -hmm. um Talk to me, you know, Mercury Retrograde is now like, it's a scapegoat, you know? (laughs) Um, But there's also a lot of truth to it. Um, Talk to us about Mercury Retrograde. What should we avoid during Mercury retrograde and what should we like work on and reflect on during retrogrades?
2: Well, you just said, a, Mercury an, you said amazing, but I <laughs> just said an amazing buzzword yourself, which is reflect. And that's like the number one thing I always say um, words that start with R E are wonderful. Relax, review, mm. reflect, renovate, rejuvenate. Rekindle, You know, these are all things that are amazing. The only thing I would kind of, um, you know, be cautious about during a uh, Mercury Retrograde is starting brand new projects because you most likely will have to revise them later. So they may they may culminate eventually, but they may just take some time and there may be a lot of revisions in between. You know what I mean? So that you have to like kind of go mm-hmm. back and kind of tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak. Um, When it comes to like getting married, what I tell my friends, um, whether it's Mercury retrograde or Venus retrograde, which is very important because Venus rules love and money and beauty. So those two planets when they're retrograde, I say, okay, if you guys have to have your wedding on a retrograde or Venus retrograde, especially the ceremony, what I always advise is getting your wedding license on an auspicious day. So again, we go back to a nice app, you know, like the moon app. And I actually um, have offered those services to many of my friends and their weddings have been great because I pick a day where, you know, it's not a void moon, you know, it's not some, it's not a moon that like, you know, is doing something with another planet, like a square or, you know, like, you know, like kind of like tense energy. Like I try to stay away from that and really just pick a nice auspicious day. Because think about it, like when you're either getting married or buying a home or moving into a new place, or even starting a new relationship, like those dates, you really want them to be like on a, a almost like a very lucky day, so that it kind of keeps mm-hmm. going, you know, and there's mm-hmm. not as many challenges, yeah. you know, so I, I think right. that like, that's a, a beautiful thing to do during retrograde, is just kind of like chill out, relax, unwind, and then just kind of start to, you know not really like, don't start brand new things, but kind of try to, to keep tripping away at the things that are already in progress, basically. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. I like that. And, you know, it's like our culture, our society is so focused on go, go, go do, do, Mm do, do, do that, that mercury retrograde can seem scary because it's a time for us to maybe not be so bold in our, you know, progress. And, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. I mean, our, our whole world is ebb and flow and so sometimes the way I look at Mercury retrograde is, okay, we're just being called to to be comfort to, to be comfortable in that in that ebb period, and and to get a little more quiet and self reflective, and and that's okay. It shouldn't be feared, um, because we're just hyper obsessed with progress and you know that masculine energy and movement, and it doesn't
0: have to be that way.
2: No, it really doesn't. It's really a good time to just really relax and like rejuvenate your soul, you know, try to like, just get back to yourself. And and it doesn't have to be huge goals during that time. Like you said, we're always Mm -hmm. moving, we're always shaking, we're always doing so much. So it really is the universe's way of saying, slow down a little bit, you know, like- Chill out. Chill out. You're a Gemini, you get it, you're ruled by Mercury. I have a Virgo stellium, so I have a lot. I'm actually, my chart ruler is Mercury because I'm a Virgo rising. So Virgo rising, my chart ruler would be Mercury. So right there, I was born during a Mercury retrograde, literally. Oh, wow. (laughs) Literally born during a Mercury retrograde. And I was born (laughs) in the most dramatic circumstances. There was a war going on. Bombs flying wow. overhead in Beirut, Lebanon, and I was born. That's what happened. You're like, I'm here. <laughs> <But> again, <laughs> this is my uh birth natal chart, you know, is Mercury retrograde. So it is what it is. You know, like I deal with it and we're still good. So.
1: <laughs> we're still but good. did you die? Basically? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I feel like you've we've already touched on this a little, especially with love, but how can astrology um, help us and support us when it comes to love and relationships mm-hmm. and, and business. So those are two different things, but I'd like to hear you talk about that.
2: Definitely. I mean, honestly, astrology can help with everything. And I think the, the biggest way to help with it is timing. Um, astrology is all about timing, providing the right time to act. It's like the best way to use it. So when you're able to analyze your chart or client's chart, or even if you're at a beginner level and you understand the cycles and when to move forward versus when to relax and flow, things become much easier basically. So it's literally like swimming with the tide um, as opposed to swimming against the tide. Right. Mm. Um, it's also important to note that we also obviously have free will to act, but like I said before, like sometimes there really are some great points in your chart where it's almost like written it's almost faded for you to kind of like get to the path and what you do with that path is up to you you know maybe you're meant to meet a certain person when you're like 40 minutes late and you make a right turn you know and you Mm -hmm. just like step out to Mm -hmm. get something or you have a flat tire and you kind of like move outside the car and all of a sudden you meet somebody like that's to me that's like meant to be you know and what you do with that energy is obviously your own you know like you always have free will to say no or say yes or whatever but just knowing that okay, I'm going to sign these important documents on this day, as opposed to that day, because it's more auspicious that you're already winning the half the battle, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, if I remember like one of my friends, like, I'll give you an example. One of my friends was like, I want to sell this house immediately. I was like, can you just wait 20 days? I promise you it'll sell in like three weeks. She was like, I'm going to do it. So she d- decided to, to do it and experiment with it and go, go forward. It was a year of torture. Okay. She took it off the market. And then I said, okay, during this time is good. Somebody literally walked up her front steps, offered her full ask, literally cash off for 30 to close. And it completely happened. I was like, I told you, like all you need to do is plan accordingly. Mm -hmm. That's really all Mm -hmm. you need to do. You know what I mean? Just act right. Just, just, just plan. (laughs) Just plan accordingly. You have like your own personal astrologer in your corner. What are you doing? So it's like so funny, you know, but really like, even, even like I said before, like, you know, if you're getting married like and you know that it's going to be during a retrograde and you don't know like you know if the flowers are going to arrive on time or if like the band something's gonna happen just go get your license early you know get it early when it's when when they mercury and venus aren't in retrograde and just sleep well knowing that that license that mm-hmm. you planted that seed the most important thing is wrapped in love <laughs> that's it yes. you know sign those documents during a good period, mm-hmm. as opposed to not, not during a good period. And it's good to know yourself too. Like, that's another big thing about astrology. Like when you look in your chart and it's like, it's like a literally, like even twins have different, you know, aspects sometimes. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they were born 20 minutes apart. One is a different ascendant and the other it, things happen. Yeah. Other. Yeah. So it's almost like knowing yourself is half the battle, you know, like it's kind of like, instead of using it in a negative way, like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just a Leo. So I'm this, it's more like, wow. You know this planet is here and it's doing this to this so this is why sometimes i feel compelled to do this you know so you almost like start to know yourself so well that when you know that there's a a transit coming that could be challenging You kind of clear your plate a little bit, you know, you take it a little easier with yourself. You are mindful to know, okay, you know what? I might fly off the handle during this time period, you know, because (laughs) Saturn is like messing with my son and it's messing with Pluto and whatever. And you're like, I need to really react, like, like try to not react too much. I'm going to meditate a little more often. I'm going to do a little more yoga, Mm a little more mindfulness Mm -hmm. so that I don't fly off the handle. So this Mars transit doesn't get the best of me. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm like, I'm not like barking at everybody because I'm emotional, you know, like, it's just kind of (laughs) like- I'm not going to lose all
1: of my friends- literally
2: yeah. it is that you know like right now like in like a month or so um saturn is gonna oppose my sun. so i already know it's not gonna be the most vivacious time you know i'm gonna be a little mm-hmm. tired probably a lot on my plate it is what it is but like if i know every morning i wake up with the intention of just like being gentle with myself and like uh, like breathing and like not letting like pent up like emotions like get the best of me try to release mm-hmm. it i know that i'm gonna do better then if I just let that take over, you know what I mean? And like, just yeah. get, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm not happy, whatever, you know, like you kind of can get up grumpy and just start saying that every day and it'll turn totally. into a bad habit. And
1: then that becomes your story. Exactly. Yeah. It turns
2: into this like bad habit where you're just like huffing and puffing as you get up every day.
1: <laughs> okay. so- I'm angry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy, you know? Like, and it's <laughs> like, yeah, remember words, words are like significant, you know, it kind of tells your story. Um, so you always kind of want to try to just move it. I mean, obviously everybody has good days and bad days, but at the same time, it's just doing your best by using the tools, you know, Mm -hmm. like astrology, Mm -hmm. you know, like meditation, like breathing and all that kind of stuff just to kind of make it better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So question for you, if somebody, you know, once had like a very tumultuous relationship with a particular sign, Mm -hmm. let's say Scorpio, Mm -hmm. um, And then they meet a Scorpio again and they're like, oh no, like this is definitely not going to work because you're a Scorpio and I just can't be with Scorpios. Um, What do you have to say about, you know, people who kind of really paint a picture of someone based off of their sign? Is that smart or is it like not at all
2: no it's actually not smart you can actually really um kind of give away a good opportunity and like Mm -hmm. just throw it in the trash Mm -hmm. because that one scorpio that hurt you it may have may have been something where one of his planets may have was squared or opposed something important in your chart and maybe you two weren't compatible because of that or maybe Mm -hmm. he just wasn't ready or you just weren't ready or there was something going on between you guys So to just generalize and throw that complete sign in the trash is probably Mm -hmm. tragic to me because it really, it really is so much more than just the sun sign. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, when it comes to love, like, you really need like moon sign compatibility is really important. Venus sign compatibility is really important. You know what I mean? Um, and once in a while, like with Mars, it's more like, how do you act, you know? And how do you get angry and how do you cool down? You know what I mean? Like, so sometimes like, like for instance, I have a Mars and Libra. I love fairness. Like I like it to be fair. Like I don't like it to like, like when somebody's just picking on someone just to do it or be mean, you know? So if somebody else has like Mars and Leo and like their happiness is to just like, you know, like let it out, like roar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like I might be able to um calm that person down a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then it's also about like, okay, how do I can I digest like all that like like intense, Mm -hmm. intense energy. energy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's always work anyway, like no matter what. Like I feel like any two signs can really work hard to make it happen. However, Um, there are some charts that are extremely compatible and it's much easier um, Mm -hmm. you know than others like sometimes you meet somebody and you're just like oh my goodness this is kind of like easy it just flows like there's not a lot of tension you know like we we have similar interests but also some things are different but we love that about each other because two people have their own lives and then they come together and they even have even more fulfilling lives because you bring Mm -hmm. something different to the table so it's more like that you know (laughs)
1: I feel like me and my husband's charts are like like really meant to be because so I have Mars and Gemini. Mm -hmm. And so my husband knows when I get angry, he just walks away and like doesn't listen to anything I say, which I'm like, thank God. (laughs) Like I'm very vocal. Yes, yes. I I have to express everything that I'm feeling. (laughs) Um, And so he just is like, okay, Megan, and then just, like, walks away, Um, and my, um, uh, I have Venus and cancer, and so, you know, there's a lot of, like, flowing emotions, and I love very deeply. The mama, the mama energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what, I don't know my husband's full chart, um, but I, I want to go look at it. Yeah, I do feel like we, we, we complement each other very well. So how are
2: you feeling um, with Mars and Gemini now? Do you feel more uh, like kind of wired? Like, do you feel like any kind of anxiety or wired or are you kind of feeling more? Like uh, well,
0: <laughs> considering the past,
1: like six weeks of my life, um, I don't know. It's hard to sort what is what. Um, but honestly, I'm feeling, um, I- I'm feeling very tuned in and, and grounded, but you know, with the circumstances of everything that's happened lately with my dad passing, with the crazy winter storm, now I've got some crazy allergies going on, I have just been very called to, to just be quiet and to sit and reflect. So I think the circumstances of my life are actually setting me up so that I'm not triggered, um, it, which sounds weird because you'd think that my dad passing would be a very big trigger, but it's actually called me to just really um, connect to my heart, Absolutely. And, you know, instead of going out doing a lot of crazy things, you know? Right. So.
2: Well, my condolences again, you, you know, I, I sent you that message from the heart and I feel yeah. like you're handling it beautifully, you know, um, holding space, uh, doing all you did with the yoga. I thought it was beautiful.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So you do Reiki group healing. Right, And I always see on your, um, on your Instagram that you work with candles mm-hmm. and they, these candles melt into the most incredible <laughs> shapes. They're so beautiful. Um, what, what is all of this about? Talk to me about all of it because I'm so curious.
2: Totally. I mean, um, yeah, I do um, personal and group Reiki. Um, I feel like since I was, oh my God, a teenager, right? Um, I always felt like I had a little bit of a healing touch in the beginning it was kind of like animals you know like kind of like dogs and horses because i like the horseback ride and even like cats like they'd all come and just like pass out next to me and want to always be around me even like stray mm-hmm. dogs in the street will always run up to me peacocks in mexico it's hilarious like people call me Ace Ventura, <laughs> they call me Ace Ventura, my friends it's like so funny <laughs> uh, literally but, I yeah. but then um you know even uh when, when i first my first job ever was a babysitter i was a babysitter so my neighbor used to be like Madge, i need you i'm going out tonight and you know my son will fall asleep and they just hand them to me and then I would just like for a couple minutes I just like almost like breathe in and breathe out I just kind of like get that energy from the divine and just kind of like you know like a little bit be, like here literally mm-hmm. two minutes later they're passed out snoring they're like how do you do this so I didn't really understand like I was like you know I do have a healing touch but what does that even mean you know so I sort of del- delve deep a little bit met um a really extraordinary guy who's one of my best friends named Alex and he became my Reiki master so I studied with him and then um I always loved candles i always was able to read coffee grinds you know or mm. tea leaves or candle wax just naturally, naturally. Just... yeah like candle wax yeah. and stuff and i mean being of like middle eastern descent basically um even when like all the ants would come over for like um breakfast or something and like coffee the turkish coffee cup in in, mm-hmm. in general like the grinds are very dark it's almost like even mm-hmm. even more than espresso you know like really black and then when you tip the the cup over it kind of brings the shapes and uh, shapes and things like that. And that's when you start to read it. So even from that, like moving into candles as well, when I look into the wax, I start to see all these like wondrous things and it would kind of show me the so energy, off. you know? Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, why not, also just light one multicolored candle or white candle whatever during Reiki to absorb all the energy that we're putting out you know what once mm-hmm. people give me their names and when I focus on them like I always go down each name and focus on them I sometimes get clues as to like if something's bothering them the body if something's bothering them you know in their actual aura or their chakras or are they like open or are they not whatever it is and then it's funny because when the candle burns it's almost like the collective like what's the
1: collective mm-hmm. message yeah because you always do like a an interpretation of the the, the candle as the collective message, right. and i even if i'm not you know receiving the reiki i'm always like what's it gonna say? yeah you know? <laughs>
2: exactly so it's always cool like uh, seeing things like that it's just it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing it's almost like showing you that the divine is kind of always there and present. And then it's, it's, it's something to look at. It's almost something tangible, you know, because obviously um, in the beginning I kind of did like a live, but it wasn't the same because, you know, just watching a live while somebody's doing Reiki is kind of weird. Cause it's kind of like, you're, you're just, just sitting there and I'm, I'm just sitting here and I'm just, my eyes are closed or like, I'm doing the little symbols and that's it, you know, like there's really not much to see. So just giving somebody that, that tangible thing to look at, they kind of, I think they kind of like do better with that.
1: Mhm mhm for sure. And what do you have to say to someone who's confused on how reiki can work if they aren't get if you're not putting your actual hands on them. So, we know that energy has no no bounds, no balance, but yeah. how how can you describe so teach people who are like I'm a little leery, weary. Of this. I don't get it.
2: <laughs> well, I mean a lot of people don't like um even readings that are not in person or whatever but Mm -hmm. to be honest with you like if you could sit here right now you know even without being a reiki master or whatever it is sit here right now close your eyes and send somebody love in another country and they most likely will feel it you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. it's just the intention it's the vibe of you Mm -hmm. know and the energy is movement and and it just kind of moves wherever you intend it to go right um so no matter where you are uh, the minute that you start sending from your heart, from your gut, from your body, from your mind, and really get into a space where you want to send some kind of positive energy to another human being or another sentient being, no matter where they are, they will feel it and receive it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so beautiful how often do you do the the group reiki healings i try to do them
2: like maybe once a month you know what i mean um if Mm -hmm. i can if not it's once every couple of months it depends on my schedule but sometimes like the other day it was like a virgo moon, you know, that's my, my moon sign, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, this is like a disservice to, to myself if I don't want to at least like mm-hmm. put, a, put forth this energy and like kind of, you know, being that it's kind of like my natal chart energy. And I, and I can know really mm-hmm. how to, how well to work with that Virgo energy. I was like, let me just, you know, do a little bit of, of healing during this day.
1: How do you feel after you do the healings? Like, do you feel tired or do you feel energized? What tell us about that yeah you know a
2: lot of times right afterwards um I feel um you know warm and fuzzy but there is a little mm-hmm. bit of, of of you know tired yeah, like nurse, a, I like guess a warm blanket is on yeah you. Mm-hmm. yeah like you have to be a little bit tired so then again like I'll do like the little dry bath you know sometimes I'll take an actual bath or a shower and just you know visualize like the water just taking all of the energy away you know that we did mm-hmm. I mean, just a little salt soak something like that you know and um and that's it
1: really yeah beautiful okay so you have posted about money spells Mm -hmm. and i'm sure everybody would love to learn some money spells (laughs) also your attraction your abundance spray which which i have well a it smells amazing and it like it it works it's crazy (laughs) um so yeah talk to us about money spells and working with the energy of abundance
2: yeah totally i mean like honestly like uh Abundance in general, right? It's really all about how you receive and like how much you feel you deserve right so when you wake up every morning and you kind of just just feel deserving of great things that's when things really flow to you but there's so many herbs out there and like money drawing things that you could use you could put it in a bath you can make little sprays you know obviously like i make sprays and stuff like that you don't have to make them all at once but you can even like maybe get a prefixed bayberry candle or you yourself light a bayberry candle like during the astrological you know new moon coming up the equinox it's always a good thing to draw in money. Um, or
1: be, basically- so what are the herbs? Tell us the herbs. The,
2: the, the <laughs> one, the one I was just saying was the bayberry candle. That's like a really nice okay. thing to have, or just like a regular mm-hmm. candle. And you put a little bit on on top of that or oil, mm-hmm. you can do mint. Uh, you could do bay leaves. You could do cinnamon, uh, thyme, patchouli, basil, Melangela, ginger, and nutmeg. So, those are like very good money drawing herbs. You don't have to use them all at the same time by any means, but it's a nice thing if you want to mix it in, you know, to take a bath, you know, a few of those ingredients. You don't have to do like the whole batch, whatever. And if you want an attraction, like a sexy attraction, catnip is the way to go.
1: Nice. I love it. I love it. All of our partners are going to be like, whoa, we don't have a cat. Why is why did you give my cat in? Like, you'll thank me later. Thank (laughs) me later. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That's so cool. I love it. I love it. Okay. So if you visit um, your Instagram page, if someone were to go visit your Instagram page, they would see a ton of cards, a ton of tarot. You interpret different tarot cards for us um you draw cards what's the difference between you know working with tarot versus oracle cards
2: yeah so first of all I think that they are both amazing to work with but tarot kind of like tells you a story right and there are like certain interpretations to the cards um you could use so many different spreads or just one card for like the energy basically of the day some oracle cards may give different messages from traditional decks depending on the interpretation or sometimes the kind of cards they are Um, they're all tools to see like where you or a client are in life and they provide clues to see where you're going or what the future holds, but Oracle cards can also be specific. So basically they can be catered to anything. There's some Oracle cards that have literally a paragraph on them and just text Mm -hmm. where you, you pick it. And it literally just tells you exactly what it is that you need to know, or say, there's no interpretation
1: translation needed. Right.
2: Exactly tarot cards are drawn if one card is drawn then it's probably the traditional meaning but when you're telling a story and you actually map out an entire deck for somebody the way the cards come out and the succession of the cards like what card came first what card came after that can give you like a whole entire story um and when you become more of an intuitive reader like in the beginning you know you kind of like do it like by the book right and then once you start reading and reading and reading you realize that it kind of gives you like all the pieces of a puzzle um you know the more cards that you draw and the spreads that you do so i think they're both amazing tools but oracle cards are so much fun too because you can get like you know the angel decks or the love cards and literally you 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 flip it over and it tells you exactly what it is that you're you you want your Mm -hmm. answer to be i just got Mm -hmm. these cards yesterday that give you timing which i always kind of felt like that was Ooh. a missing puzzle mm. you know because uh-huh, sometimes uh-huh. you get like a three or a four or five and you're like oh, okay three weeks three months you know three days whatever or but when mm-hmm. you get like a card that tells you like this is the right time like within a couple of days whatever it's pretty cool because you can put it like, together okay thank you
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah you can put it together
2: yeah. with other decks and with other cards and that's another good way to do it is like i pick one tower card one oracle card or you know one of mm-hmm. each you know depending mm-hmm. on what the mm-hmm. topic is so
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love it.
1: Well, I feel like I've just learned so much from you and i know everybody listening is gonna like have their pen and paper out taking notes because you've just given us so much i'm curious to see what the um happens with the sales of catnip after
0: after this episode i know right Come on, companies if you'd like me to uh, advertise
1: that for you right
2: <laughs> perfect new sponsorship <laughs> could you imagine next month you see like
1: now available. Astro-Magic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. I think we're on to something. <laughs> okay. All right. So <clears throat> I love wrapping up every episode with the same question. And that is, what does the word miracle mean to you?
2: Oh, I just, <laughs> I
1: just got all dreamy for a minute. I'm like, oh, miracle. Mm-hmm.
2: Honestly, I feel like it's just. A beautiful message that comes from the divine um, that shows you like beauty and love and happiness and just joy, pure joy, and like you know, it kind of gives you faith, like that you know things can work out the way that they're supposed to. Mm, I
0: love it. I always
1: love listening to those answers. They make they give me the warm and fuzzy <laughs> and that dreamy feeling. So thank you so much. Well, okay, you. so where can we find you?
2: So my site is astromagy.com, dot com, And my Instagram and Twitter and TikTok are all the same at astromagy. So super easy.
1: Perfect. Super easy. And how can people work with you? I know you've Um, got a pretty long wait list.
2: Yeah, I have a pretty long wait list when it comes to astrological readings and tower readings, but I do, um, you know, quickie readings, like three card spreads, one card spreads, which I can get turned around pretty quickly. Um, and basically those services are on my site. And also I'm going to be adding a Reiki button as well, because I want to definitely, um, kind of take that offering to the next level um, you know, within mm-hmm. the next year or so and kind of work more personally one-on-one with, with Reiki clients. So I'm going to be doing that
1: Beautiful. soon as well. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Well, you are just so much fun. I had so much fun. So many laughs. Thank you so much for your time and your energy and your wisdom. Um, I'm so excited for everybody to listen. Thank you
2: so much, Mike. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this.
0: Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in guys. I hope this episode serves you on your path of expansion. If you'd like to go deeper, check out my free guided meditation to connect you to the wisdom of your spirit guides. Head over to my website now, megsylvester.com to grab your copy and I'll see you in the cosmos.